In the words of the late singer Aaliyah, then dust yourself off and try again. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Six weeks to go to Chicago. I'm Pete, and with me is my co-host Dave. We're two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the Chicago Marathon. How are you? Good, Pete. How are you? I'm all right. Take two. Take two. Take two. We tried this this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Tucker. <laughs> but a little. The puppy had a uh, had a different idea and wanted to join the podcast and let his voice be known. Yes, and he did. And he did. <laughs> and it was a little it was a little extra. So we uh we had to postpone to have a nighttime recording. And you know, you might hear a little footsteps, a bark here or there. Maybe Bray's home, so maybe we'll hear him yell. But Yeah, you, you know. might hear him yell. I told him to watch the uh, F bombs <laughs> as he destroys I don't know what he's playing tonight. Maybe he's playing Madden or something with his with the boys, but I've already sent them a text to shut up. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. I didn't use those words. I said, "Please be a little softer," oh. and I got an okie dokie. The next one will be a nice, a little bit more well, hardcore. More parenting tips uh, from the Dushkin household. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm unplanned bachelor right now. Farika had to go home for a, a fam an unplanned family emergency yesterday. So, uh, and of course I'm a baker and it's Easter week. And, uh, so it's a busy week. I'm in week two of working two jobs. So it's a little stressful today, but, uh, family is a priority. So whatever she needs to do to help her family is what we're going to do and we'll make it work. So you, you use the term that I've got to, I've got to unpack unplanned family emergency. Is there a plan ever a planned emergency? Uh, no, no, no. Right. You get a correct, but you could correct my punctuation and grammar too. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, just, I, I couldn't think of one, and I thought, well, maybe you had an example because you spent. I don't, I you, don't have. I mean, you spent a lot of time in jobs that have emergencies, right? Right, so, and no one ever called nine one one and said, "Hey, I'm going to call you back next week at two o'clock." <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they did, then you had a problem, right? That, right, right, right. So she had a un, uh, can I say unforeseen family emergency? Would yeah, that be? I think all right, that, there we go. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Or it probably should just be. Hey, Farika had a family emergency. She went home, and uh, we're going to make this happen because that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, that's a minute of people's lives they'll never get back because I had to, you know, try to. Yeah, hey, I've See seen it. worse movies, you know. <laughs> I, I wasted three hours. At least it was only a minute. Yeah. So, uh, how was uh, how was your week? How you been? Um, I'm gonna give myself an A and an F 
So that probably works out to be a C plus. I personally feel great. I had a great week. Uh, I need to give props to people who work full-time jobs and have real lives because I've never had, well, I can't say that. Since I left the restaurant business full-time, I've never had a real true 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. And I started working both jobs last week, and I um, couldn't find enough time in the day because I've never lived through that before. And I found myself, when do you grocery shop? When do you do laundry? When do you do dishes? When do you exercise? And I just did not handle that well. So what's the one thing that falls by the wayside is the exercise. So I have not done anything for a week. I'm not beating myself up over it. Um, I had a really good week otherwise. And I now have to and see that early morning workouts is the only way this is going to work. And we, I planned for that today, and then Farika went to Philly yesterday, and it didn't happen. Hopefully, she'll be home tomorrow or Wednesday. And uh, it's either got to be late night or early morning, and uh, early morning is going to win. But I, I've never been in this situation. You know, fire department, you work two 24-hour shifts. I had three days off in between. There was always plenty of time to get it done. And uh, I coach Bray's track team, so Tuesday and Thursday nights. Bray and I practice, then we have track practice, and then we have uh, throws practice afterwards. So we don't get home till 8 o'clock on those two nights, and I just was overwhelmed. It's not like it was tiring or anything. It's just overwhelmed, and you're like, oh, my God, where did the day go? I have all this crap to do, and Farika's working and all that, and I'm like... Yeah. Take a breath and, like, figure it out, and... And uh, now I have a calendar. Like uh, I got, I, I told you when we were messaging that I finally got my uh, training program from Team and Training. Um, so it's some smaller runs during the week, which is really easy. Like in the beginning, a half hour, which is no big deal. I can do that before work and um, take it from there. So, well, first, hopefully, whatever the emergency was for Farrakh and her family, hopefully that resolves itself quickly and and with a good outcome. Um, And and I hear you, man. It's like there's always something that's changing in life. And when there are big changes to things that, like, we haven't seen, Mm. it's tough, right? And and that's kind of what you're kind of seeing right now. It's just not the the life that you've seen for a long, long time. And my my guess is that if you were thrown into an emergency in the back of an ambulance, you would jump into that situation, and be able to overcome the obstacle quickly of mm-hmm. not having practice because. It's what you lived and breathed, and those types of things don't allow you to have time to think, right? Like you right. just have to do. You got to go you on, know, on that training, right? Rookie paramedic David was a much different story than sure. twenty years, and uh, and that's kind of the focus that I that I was thinking is when I first when I had my first call, 
you're it's like, holy crap, what do I do? And you're scared to death. Like you really, you have no idea what you're walking into when those tones go, go off. And, you know, five years later, you're a well-seasoned vet. You're eating a bagel on the way to the call. You're drinking coffee. Like, whatever you walk into, you can handle. It's not a big deal. Right. And, uh, and now, like, I, ha- I, I work, we record on Mondays. And now I work on Mondays. So just that one Monday of not being able to grocery shop, do laundry, catch up on dishes, whatever errands fair it threw me off for the whole week because every monday is when i get everything done and it and Ferica's back to work some days um in her office and going to see her sites and stuff and it it threw me off like i've never been thrown off in a long time like yeah. back to my chef days when i worked 18 hours a day and you had no time to do anything right well, right, I mean, and it affect it affected all of us, like dinners, lunches, breakfasts, everything got screwed up. Sure, yeah, because you you would do meal prep, you would grocery yeah. shop, you would, yeah. I mean, so you've had a, you've had a week to to see what it's doing. You know, you kind of drank from the fire hose that first week. Do you see that the? I mean, it's easy to say, okay, I'll exercise in the morning. I know you wake up in the morning, but you also had that routine, right? Where right. it was an unrushed routine in the morning for you. Yeah. So that, now, I, I mean, like, I, are you really ready to adjust that? And like, what else have you seen that like, oh, I could, I could find the time here and there. I really, if Farika and I, we made a commitment to each other that we're each going to, do more like she had her things that she did and I had my things that I did and now we really have to be like we've never both been like full-time working parents and we've kind of made that commitment to each other like I have to do it for her because she's got things that she wants to do she is in the same boat for me and based on my schedule with Bray and track team through the summer that really that window that I have is the morning and I love my morning time, but I also waste a lot of my morning time. Sure. So there's probably an hour a day of snoozing, you know, complaining and crying like, Oh, woe's me. I don't want to go to work and my job's not that stressful. It's making freaking cupcakes, but I really have to get out of bed now and get it done. Yeah. Right. That the, the choice is over. The, right. t- the dog's uh, probably barking. Can you hear the dog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's probably someone walking their dog. <laughs> well, I mean, rescues, right? I mean, there's only so much you can you can do. He had some habits before he got to you, so. Yeah, and that's I can hear Bray moving to get him some treats. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I'm just. They're on it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I mean, I hear you. I mean, it's it's uh. It's an interesting time, right, when things shift and change. And, like, I found myself with too much time when I, you know, went away from working full-time also, like, you know, somewhere. And I was kind of paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, it was great, right? I, I mean, it's pretty well documented on several podcasts where, you know, that's when COVID hit not too long after. So it was – everything happens for a reason, right? But 
at the same time, like right now, like I want to be that person who kind of gets up in the morning, does a few things, goes for the run, then takes the kid to school. And then I've got all day. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, not, it makes your life so much easier when you can. Yeah. And, it, and I feel better. Yeah. Right. But then like you, I've always wanted to be that morning person and run. And the only time I've ever been able to do that is when drill Sergeant Paris kicked my butt out of the rack and the, you know, in the morning and we went running at Fort Jackson, but I would really love every person I know who's successful. They utilize that before work time for whatever it is that they journalism, writing exercise, those people utilize that time the best and I waste a good hour, 90 minutes every morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I could give examples of, so, you know, my buddy Rob um, Bozovich, he, he's great about doing things in the morning. Uh, and he has time to do things sometimes during the day just because of the way that things fall with his business, right? He's, uh, um, you know, he owns his own business. So, you know, he can do things, but he does utilize that time in the morning. And then, you know, I can point to like my buddy Everett, who sometimes will work like these ridiculously long shifts. And then after the shift, we'll make sure he gets, you know, the exercise in. Um, and I, you know, I, I just admire the way that they're able to kind of maximize the time they have to, mm-hmm. to get things done. And I've never really been great at that. And I definitely have had too much time on my hands. And like right now, I just, I don't feel great in the morning. I don't sleep well, as I've told, you know, said a million times, still waiting on that CPAP to see if it can help me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Still not in. Right. And so I don't sleep well. So I don't feel great when I first get up. It takes me quite a while to kind of get moving. I think I can change that though, because one of the, one of the things I keep telling myself, I did it when I was in Omaha Got up, went running, felt pretty good, able to function, right? And races are in the morning. That's mm-hmm. that's when the race is. Like the race isn't at, you know, 10 o'clock when I feel like finally rolling out. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, yeah. Although, well, I can't say that. Chicago Marathon might be going off at 10 o'clock for me, depending on what wave I'm in. But that's an exception, not the rule, right? right? And you still got to be out there earlier. So my point being that when I get ready for that 10K in a couple of weeks, that that race goes off at eight o'clock. Yeah. Which means that I got to be out the door by, you know, seven o'clock or so, maybe 7.15 at the very latest, but probably seven because you got to get there. You got to park. You got to get to the start line. You got to have time to warm up. Um, And I've got to get it just kind of through my head. And, I, you know, I've been, my training had been going really well and I, I finally hit a roadblock. And so I kind of feel like now is a good time to kind of reset mm-hmm. in general. So I had a really good week going of running. I did hill repeats and felt unbelievable. Like I never felt that good doing hill repeats before. My fastest one was the eighth one, you know, the last one. And I felt strong and I was like, wow, like, Okay, and then I went for my easy run, and it felt easy for the first time. The mm-hmm. easy run truly felt like, oh, that was an easy run. And you could see it. My heart rate was down. 
my VO2 max was kind of up a little bit. Like you could see it. And then I went out and and for my long run, which I was scheduled to do nine miles and I was two and a half miles in and I'm like, gosh, I'm dizzy. I don't, Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel right. So I stop and I take, you know, I stop and take in a little nutrition thinking, well, maybe I screwed up eating. I don't know. Right. And it was a beautiful day. Finally, a good day to run. Finally. So I kept, so I started going again, and then it, it hit about another quarter mile. The blinding migraine came, and mm-hmm. I had to stop. But I'm almost three miles out on a loop at Waterfall Glen, so I got to walk three miles back to the car right. to get the pill. So, I mean, I ended up exercising almost six miles because going back, I hit my watch to do the walk. Not to get it on Strava, which it does, right? But right. The, the reason I did it was I wanted to know how much longer do I got to go to the car to know, okay, am I in trouble or not? Right, right, right. Um, but I, And I, you get migraines. I do. And, you know, the, this one was one of those kind of hit out of nowhere blinding. And it was so interesting because, you know, I started out uh, the run and I got through mile two. And I remember looking at the time, I think it was like a 13, 12 or something mile and thinking to myself, wow, I feel really good. So within Mm -hmm. a half a mile of, I feel great, can't wait to do this run. I'm going to hit this nine and I'm going to feel good afterwards to, I can't move. Now, do you know, do you, do you have like auras like, uh, some epileptic patients have like an aura. They can feel it coming. Is there any pattern to your migraines or like time-wise or anything like that or like a cursor that you know of? You know, there's, yeah. I mean, like in terms of triggers, we've never really been able to pinpoint them. Weather is definitely the only one that I could tell you is a trigger. Um, but it wasn't a day that it should have triggered. But big, big swings in weather, which we did have at at that point or can, pressure. Yeah. The pressure systems can, can trigger it for me, it, it, but it's pretty rare where I kind of feel them coming on. Um, I mean, I can recognize it's coming, but this one I didn't like, I just yeah. thought I was a little dizzy and it was a, definitely a precursor to the migraine. And I mean, it was, it was bad. I was standing on the side of the, the trail with, you know, it was a very busy day at waterfall Glen. So, mm-hmm. What's wrong with him, Daddy? Uh, yeah. Son, we don't have that kind of time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was not. It was not good. I had a pill, but I didn't have it on me. It was at. It was in the car. Even and if I would have had it, it's not like I could have kept running. Right. Um, those pills make me very tired, and I got to get food. And you know, it was just like, I don't know. It it was disheartening because I was having such a good week. You yeah. know, and like I was ready. Um, so from that perspective, it was disheartening. From a mental perspective, it would have felt really, really good to get nine miles in. Like this sure. early in the cycle, like that would have felt great. Um, from a training standpoint, doesn't matter. It, it literally just doesn't matter. It's too yeah. early for it to make much of an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from a physical perspective. So I'm not concerned about it. 
I was thinking about running today, decided not to, and I'm just going to go back on schedule tomorrow and, you know, hit the next 12 days before the race or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, and try to, I might have to switch because right now my long run scheduled for Easter morning, which I don't think will work. I'll probably have to ship that to, to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, brining a ham right now. Nice. To, to smoke on, uh, for there Easter. you go. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's, but it, it it's funny though because I was thinking about like how I got to become that morning person, and then you're talking about it. It's like we're gonna have to, you know, kind of hold each other accountable to that. Yeah, well, I'm up. That's the the sad part is is that I'm up. I snooze, like I start my coffee. I go get back in the bed. Like I take my pills. I start my coffee. Get back in bed. Figure out, do my snooze math. All right, I got 10 minutes, 15 more minutes. Start my shower, get back in bed. You know, I know it's take like five minutes for it to warm up. So I play this stupid game every morning that literally, if my alarm goes off, I can get out of bed, take my pill, get my clothes ready, you know, like every runner does. Then they have to take an Instagram picture of their flat runner, right? I literally can run two to three miles in the same amount of time that I snooze and play stupid games. And the only effort that it would be would be to get out of bed when my alarm goes off. Right. And I I think with a little bit of restraint and self-discipline and uh, the whole internet world keeping me accountable, I, I don't... I don't think it's that difficult to do. It's not like I wake up at 10 o'clock every day and now I have to wake up at 4 o'clock. I am up every morning at 4 a.m. Right. Now I just got to get out the door and pre-plan the night before. Like time management, and I know I'm a broken record with this, but for the first time in my life is crucial. Yeah. So are you the type that, like, are you better if you have the clothes laid out, the shoes right there? Like, does you that know, matter to you? The, no, I can't give you an answer an answer because I've never never been here, right? Like, some people sleep in their run clothes, <laughs> but I like to shower before I run, and I don't really know why. Hmm. So, and now it's nice because it's starting to change here weather-wise. So, really, I can just get up, have my stuff ready, and go out the door. But I'll need a little bit of coffee before I do that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I I have to do a routine before I can get out the door. So I would yeah. have to move my wake-up time. If I want to get out and get my run-in before I take Michaela to school, I'm going to have to get up about an hour earlier, um, which I could do. There's nothing stopping me. Other than the fact that I don't sleep well, right? Which well, you well, you. I think your CPAP. I think that's legit. That if you can get your CPAP machine and you can sleep better, yeah. then you'll wake up better. Because yeah. I know Farika has a CPAP machine. Uh, don't tell anyone, but she doesn't use it. It she has a difficult time waking up every day. Like she's she does not wake up like she had a decent rest and the dog wakes up every night in the middle of the night and I sleep like a baby. So she always takes, <laughs> lets the, the dog out. So she does not wake up rested. I wake up 
rested enough that I can get out of bed right when my alarm goes off and start the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's, I, I think it's going to be a good thing for me to at least try. Right. And there's all kinds of new technology. I know they're doing a surgery now where they kind of implant a, a thing to help for. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, well, I mean, I think I would if I, if I knew it was going to be a big, big difference maker for me. Mm-hmm. And it was proven, like, I think I might consider it. But at the beginning here, just give me the, I just got to get the machine. Like, yeah, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, going on five months of waiting is, is nuts. Yeah, that's brutal. And of course, sleep deprivation or not sleeping well is mentally, it's a destroyer. Yeah, I mean, I haven't slept well for <laughs> decades, uh, but that's, but but it's catching up with me. Like, the older I get the harder it is to go oh, yeah. on those, you know, just few hours of sleep. Pete, I moan every time I get off the couch, let alone having <laughs> sleep issues and heart issues and everything else that you and I've got going on at 51. Just getting off the couch is difficult right. now. Right. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been it's been great, though. I mean, what, what really disappointed me about my run that day was for the first time in a while. So I've been, you know, I haven't been listening to pod, like any podcast. I know it's great to say while you're putting a podcast out that <laughs> you haven't been listening to any, but I really haven't been. I'd been so hooked on audiobooks, yeah, and plowing through them. And um, but I decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to listening to some podcasts, right? But I'm not gonna go like way back in the library. I listened, I guess, to a few Datelines or something, but that was that's it though. But I decided to um, so I queued up. A few runs back, some two gomers, mm-hmm. and listen to their race recap from running the half marathon in Atlanta, and it was good to hear um, Anthony and Steven again do their thing and and kind of had the old gomers vibe going versus the um, kind of the direction they had taken the podcast, which was much different, right? It wasn't all about them; it was about uh, bigger subjects and. Right. Yes, and it's just a different direction, right? But it was kind of fun to have kind of classic gomers back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for this run, I'm like, you know what? I haven't queued up a non-long run. So on TJM, on Tunjuk Miles, Scotty does interviews. He calls long runs. of It's just him one-on-one with somebody that he finds interesting. And those things are great. Scott's one of the he, – he's really a great interviewer. I mean, just being an attorney, he kind of knows how to ask questions he knows when when to shut up, when to probe. Yeah, he's just really. And he's good had at some it. great long runs of late too. Yeah, I mean, and so I've got a lot of long runs coming, and so those are kind of I I cue those typically for my long runs, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're my one of my favorite things to do. Um, but I haven't listened to a gang show in quite a while, and I decided, <laughs> okay, I see everybody posting about this gang latest gang show, so I'm going to go ahead and do that, right? Well, I got to listen to the whole thing because I ended up getting a walk. The duck on the way one? Back. Yes, the duck one. Oh, Pete, I was laughing so hard at the end. Yeah. Like, so, I, I, was at, I was at the bake shop by myself and tears. I was laughing so hard. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, uh, so the, you know, the gang shows for TJM are an acquired taste is what I always tell people. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you are easily offended... If you don't like talking about bodily functions, if random noises in the microphone bother you, 
yeah. please don't turn it on because it'll just it'll annoy you. Uh, but it was just like one of those things. Like I felt until I had to walk, right? Like I was starting to feel like, oh, this is how it used to be. Yeah. I've got 10 junk miles on. I'm on a trail. I'm ready for a long run. It's beautiful out. Like, uh, I mean, it was windy because it's always 20 mile an hour winds now for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was just ready. So it was like, it was so disappointing. And, you know, it was a pretty funny episode. And there was some things that they talked about that were really deep also in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but but the best conversation really was Scott trying to convince Holly that Greece is a dream. Yeah. That was like, uh, <laughs> okay. Now, he's wrong. Just flat out wrong. But, but there's a ton of theories out there that it's well, a dream. You can have all the theories you want when the, the person <laughs> who wrote it says, no. <laughs> It wasn't a dream. It's not a dream, right? Like, it, this is a really easy Google search. But I remember when this came out, you know, five, six years ago is like the big internet theory. Yeah. And then the writer, like one of the co-writers of Greece was like, no, it's not a dream. That's not yeah, what we but did at all. Uh, that, but Go ahead. Uh, but what I love about it is Holly's reactions to these things are just like, you know, like, no, no. No, no, you yeah. can't. Like she yeah. gets so distraught, and, yeah. and Scott, whether he believes it or not, is just gonna take that. Like he's just gonna needle, needle. Oh, her, he's right? like he's the fire stoker on the steam engine. Yeah, yeah. Right when yeah. she gets like that, he's just throwing the coals into the burner. Yeah. So it was fantastic because it was really like I had just had these runs where I listened to Anthony and Steven, kind of classic. I kind of felt like this was kind of a classic TJM. Yeah, gang, like gang show, um, so it it kind of got me nostalgic, right? Like thinking about okay, when I when I was running and feeling good, these are the things that I did. There you right? go, Pete's and, almost back. You know, so I feel like I'm turning that corner. I'm not worried about what happened. Like migraines happen. Yeah, if it happens in a race, guess what? I I got to do the same thing. That's what happened to me at at you know on the trail at at the Badger is I got one of these migraines. They happen. I I can't help it. Right. So um, what I am more concerned about though, is getting those triggers that make things good. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I want to just kind of, well, as Aaliyah said in her quote, you know, it's like, just dust it off. Right. Try again. Yeah. But I would take, so to me, all of that, is there's so many positives in that that it's kind of like you're uh, you're like this you're you're tied up and you're like walking forward and the strings are popping and then eventually you know like you get to see your the specialist that you're waiting to see you get the machine you get that one big long run in and those strings keep popping and then finally like you're just you're running and shaking all that stuff off and you're getting faster and faster. Yeah. And I think the key there, you know, to your point, Dave, is that, you know, I, I did finally figure out my endocrinologist is the 21st of April. So it's not this coming week. It's the following week, but either way, but what I, but I, what I realized is I finally shook off the, all right, well, I need all this stuff to happen before I can 
mm-hmm. get into the routine. And I finally just said no, like, and started making those other routines. Um, right. Now, and part of the problem is how we got to where we are is the reasons why you can't begin to outweigh the reasons why you can't. Right. And now the, 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 the tide is turning. Now the reasons why you can are going to start outshining the reasons why you can't. Exactly. And, and I've got to now take that same mentality and get it into my daily eating habits because I, I could tell you that that's one thing that's definitely not to say it's suboptimal would be giving it too much credit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Trust me. <laughs> and I, you know, I had a drink the other night and I, and I enjoy the taste and the flavor and the camaraderie, but I didn't like, I, I kind of feel blah afterwards. So it's like, I think I'm just going to be even pick. Like I've been picky about when I have a drink. I think I'm going to be even pickier and I've got to find the damn discipline for my dietary habits. They yeah. suck. And yeah. And I, I feel found, like crap. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like crap. And then I look back over the last week and a half of why do I feel like crap? Right off the bat water. I don't take my vitamins Right. So I know I saw I see um, I don't take my vitamins. So I I'm vitamin D deficient, just like so many people are. And that affects affects me mentally. I'm not eating like I was doing so well on breakfast, which set me up for success for the for the whole week or for the whole day. And then I, I stopped eating breakfast and all these things can compound so quickly that, um, you don't really realize it, but not, but now it's, it's easy for me to go back and say, Hey, what changed this week? And that was it. So eight, nine, 10 weeks ago, we talked a lot about how alcohol impacted you. Have you been drinking at all? Are you abstaining in between? (sighs) For I would say seven and a half weeks, I was really good, and just the busyness of the last week, I drank more, but I'm nowhere near what I was, right? So I'm already in my mind that once day one official starts of my marathon training program, that's when my alcohol, like, it's it's not really in my thought now. Like I, I've been good the last week. I've had some drinks. I do Friday night shots with Farica. To me, it's not a big deal, but I really want to go down to consciously. If I'm going to have a drink, it's only going to be on Saturday or Friday with Farica. And then the rest of the week is about diet and nutrition. Because if I, I'm still at 300 pounds and that is unacceptable right there, right? right? So that has to become a focus. And to me, I'm putting them all, I'm putting all my eggs in that training basket of if I'm going to commit to the runs, I have to commit to the nutrition to do the runs because I could run two miles now, but if I, I'm not going to be able to get 12 mile, 14 mile, 16 mile, 20 miles, if I don't make those habits early on. Right. Yeah. That's just a reality. If I don't do it, then this this is all for naught because I can't at 
at 39, I can BS my way through a 16-mile training run, walk, you know what I mean? At 51, at 300 pounds, I'm not going to be able to make that 16-mile or 20-mile training program unless I get my nutrition and three meals a day and water and replace the needle on the record so it stops skipping and repeating the same thing. Um, but I mean, overall, other than, I mean, I know the hypertension, right? But overall, the other markers were good. So, I mean, you're a relatively healthy 300 pound, 51 year old dude. The, yeah. But the 300 pounds is a lot of weight to carry around for 26.2 miles. I think that's, yes, that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Yeah. And, and I, if I don't eat the calories that, Running a lot of people gain weight training for marathons. That if I don't eat three meals a day and I go and run 10 miles and you're famished, then I have to make sure that I'm not eating too much of the wrong stuff. That if I have, um, you know, a good solid breakfast, a good solid lunch, and dinner when you after that training run, then. I don't think you're as apt to binge because your body is screaming for calories. Yeah. So I've been, I, I mean, I think that's interesting, right? Because you're talking about how you hone in on, on what that is that helps you feel good when you go out for these runs. And I've been trying to hone in on, you know, like what are some of the things that are holding me back? Like is, are my food choices actually exacerbating other problems, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've been tracking for a few weeks, not everything I eat, but instead more like kind of general what I eat and and tracking my mood and um, tracking like how did the run feel that day? And I could tell you that I can – I. I could say with almost 100% certainty, when I eat processed foods, processed sugar mostly, so pastries, cakes, things like that, the stuff that you bake, um, my depression symptoms are almost immediate. Mm -hmm. So there was, I, I could pinpoint one last week where... I decided I was going to go to the local coffee shop, um, read a book, have a cup of coffee and a muffin. So I, I go out there, I uh, grab the book, I get a coffee and get the muffin, a pistachio muffin. And I felt great going in. Like it was mm -hmm. morning, it was fairly early in the morning, not first thing, but still pretty early, right after I had dropped Michaela at school. I came out of that and I couldn't, I couldn't drive right away. That's how much my, that, that depression had set in to a point where I couldn't move. Do you think that's guilt? No, I, I could care less about, like I made a conscious choice to, to have mm -hmm. it for breakfast. I wasn't guilty about it at all because from like, uh, like, did my stomach hurt or did I feel like my energy get drained? No, it was all depression. And, and so, you know, I'm just the type of guy that likes to research. I'm like, is there any research around this stuff? And there is. There's a pretty, 
extensive library of it. And I think I've researched this in the past Mm -hmm. um, because some of the stuff that I read sounded familiar. But I I started thinking to myself, why am I putting myself through this? Right. Because sugar, most people talk about it being kind of a high. Right. Like they they get the endorphins release and and all that kind of stuff. Right. And you do get these releases in your brain. And the worst part about it is I feel like the only thing I could do to relieve the depression was to go eat more of that stuff. So it's a vicious cycle. And I I think I just got to, I've just got to watch that way closer than I have been. And it's not like I had six muffins or, you know what I mean? Like I had, Mm -hmm. I had one muffin and so a reasonable portion and I'm not drinking, you know, uh, a grande, you know, thousand calorie sugary right. um, coffee drink. I'm drinking coffee, right? So um, I don't know, man. Like it was a pretty big eye opener to me. And I can tell you as each day goes by and I kind of forget and I'll, oh, I really want that, right? Like Michaela made some cookies or whatever and I'll eat it, right? And I'll be like, gosh, why do I feel so down now? Yeah. Why do I feel so crappy? And I'm like, oh, I ate that, right? So I don't know. Like, I think that these things are just pointing me to, like, you feel better when you don't have it. So maybe you need to just yeah. li- limit it way, way more than you are. Um, and it's not my only problem right now. Like, I just don't feel like eating good good for me foods. Like, yeah. I, I'm in a rut, man. Like, it's a rut. Like I haven't been in in a while. Um, I have just zero desire to eat um, things that I know that I need to. Uh, so, and, and I'm not looking at food. Like I really am trying not to look at food as good or bad, but more like like that light switch, that dimmer switch, right? Not an on-off switch, but a dimmer switch. Like I, I feel better when I eat this and I don't feel quite as good when I eat that. Right. I'm, re- I'm really trying to do it, um, but... I'm not sure if I'm wired that way. I, I just don't know. Like I keep trying to listen to all this other people in research and I'm going, I don't know. And I think I might be kind of an all or none kind of guy. Yeah. So it's really been a difficult adjustment. I can tell you right now though, I'm all in. You put food in front of me. Like I'm yeah. pretty much all in on it. <laughs> I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. But I, I listened to, um, an interesting podcast the other day about calories, right? Calories in, calorie out. And um, one of the things that kind of lit the light bulb up is the guy was talking about um, how your body doesn't want to lose weight, right? Because historically, if your body is losing weight, like winter time, like it was, it was not good, right? So your body would go into like that hibernation mode, and your body's hemostasis balance. Your body, if you're if you're maintaining weight, then your body is good, right? So if you lose too many, if you lose too much weight, your body's going to react and. And, and I, I'm not describing this right. Your body is going to go into fight or flight because it it it's by losing weight there's danger, 
right? So it it kind of triggered me to thinking that I need to eat properly so that my body knows that it's getting enough nutrition, but of eating the right things and so that I through the exercise and nutrition and getting enough that I'll lose weight slowly and correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting too, because I've made this argument on this show and I will make this argument all day. I'm not, I don't think losing weight is the problem, right? It, It is that maintaining weight that, that becomes the problem because I think also your body gets used to having more weight. So it wants to rebound and there's, you know, that set point theory too, right? Where your body kind of has a set point. So maybe you lose the first 10 or 20 pounds or whatever you need. Right. Um, and then it stops, right? And, and of course, when this body goes into motion and actually starts like legit training for a long period of time, this body is used to sitting on the couch for long periods of time. And there's going to be a shock where the body probably goes into overdrive thinking that something drastic is going on. And then you're like, oh my God, I need food. What is happening? Danger, Will Robinson, danger. So uh, that's that's also why I'm thinking that, you know, like a solid, um, and I don't have any kind of solid good nutrition going on right now, but that's, that's there, like... Um, breakfast and lunch and a, and a good dinner and get in getting those. And I did so well of getting breakfast back in to the rotation and eating breakfast every day. And uh, I eat breakfast, but it maybe it's a little bit later. Maybe it might be that, you know, sandwich from the convenience store on the way to work, which is just brutal and a total waste of calories and space and time and effort to be eating that. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting because I, I, right now, I, I know it's difficult. A lot of people have difficulty losing weight while training for a marathon. And I kind of feel the same way as you in terms of like, I don't, I feel like if I lost a few pounds, it would be ideal, right? Like, yeah. It's, I also need to lose it for other for other reasons. Um, whether... And I'm sure there's people screaming at us that you look, you morons, you can't lose weight, train for an exercise, fix your health, and do all these major things that we're trying to accomplish all at once in 25 weeks and six days. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, I think that's legit in a way. Like, <laughs> I think that you've got to choose your battles, but I also think that. If you're, if you go into it with, I need to be an ideal weight or I need to be this weight or I need to have this health outcome. If you go in like with something like super, super specific, I think yeah. you're setting yourself up to fail. In that oh, hundred percent. Right. I, Versus I like, Hey, if I could drop a few pounds, right? Like 10% body weight is pretty good i mean they say that dropping 10 percent of your body weight does a lot of good for your health right huge a lot of studies about that so that's a lot of weight right it's not a lot of percentage but it's a lot of weight yeah and it, for me i still i'm still not looking at this as weight loss to me it's 
if I eat right, do my exercise, do the associated stretching and um, workouts that I get with my training program, there's two of those a week, then everything else will fall into place. Physically, yeah. I'll be better. Mentally, I'll be better. The running will become easier because the food is becoming easier. The food becomes easier because you're making those habits. And none of this at all in my mind is about weight loss. I hope it to become an outcome. Right. But to me, the exercise and honing in on um, eating three good meals a day is my focus and what I am doing all this for. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the weight loss parts, a result of all those other good things, right? Hopefully like you said, right. And an outcome I, I'm, I'm with you. And in, in the weight itself, I'm not even worried about, like, I agree. I'm not really worried about it. I do know I'm faster when I have less weight on my mm-hmm. body. Um, and that's just, you know, physics. So I, I know that, I felt better running when I was 30 pounds less than I am right now. That would be great. If it doesn't happen, I'm also not concerned. The other piece of that for me is that the all those other health outcomes are much, much more important. Um, and I've, you know, I, I guess I didn't talk about it, but I did do some strength training finally. Not, not as much as I wanted to, but way more than I have been, which was zero. So, and as a matter of fact, as soon as we're done recording, I'm popping over into the, into the workout room and I'm going to get, get swole. uh, (laughs) And by swole, you just mean I'm old and I'm going to puff up. You're going to pump some iron. I am going to go get a little bit of strength training in right after this. And then, you know, I'll, I'll edit for us. But it's my point being that I think that if I can boil it down to, do my runs, do my strength training and cut my volume of food. Even if I didn't change what it was other than some of those things that make me feel really not good uh, mentally. Uh, I I think that just by cutting the volume period, I I will be better. Right. And then, you know, that gets to the, there was an article that I had posted about a calories in calories out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a, you know, that's a polarizing subject. Uh, It shouldn't be. Because in the end, even if you're doing NSNG or if you're a vegan or whatever way of eating you've decided to be, it all is calories in, calories out. That's just science, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to burn more energy. You have to expend more energy than you're taking in in order to reduce weight. That's a fact, right? So I don't want to, I'm sure I'll get some messages, <laughs> right? but that's okay because it's a good discussion. We can have a discussion about like what, what it really means, right? Where I think people get confused is when they start talking about calories in calories out, when it comes to something like, um, an app, right? Lose it or my fitness pal that tells you. Hey, if you eat this many calories, you're going to lose this much weight. That, I will argue, is inaccurate because we all have different burn rates. Yes. And the right? the, the, the um, uh, podcast that I listened to was 
that the whole gist of the conversation was the variances of individuals based on race, height, weight, activities, yada, 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 of those have, it's an N versus one, and everyone is so different that it's so difficult because it's hard to track calories because of that, like, Every person who gets on a on a on a treadmill does not burn a hundred calories at the time that the treadmill tells you that you burn the calories, and that's where the difficulty in the calories in calories out was. And I thought it was uh, a fascinating conversation. What, what, what podcast was it? Yeah, um, the doctor's name is Danielle Bellardo, and she has a new. Um, podcast out i'm gonna try it's something about uh i will say she's a plant-based cardiologist so a lot of her um podcasts are based in plant-based but this one really had nothing to do with um being plant-based or not it was just about a guy who uh was a, like a doctor in the study of prehistoric man and uh, calories in, calories out, and uh, wellness factor fiction okay. is the name of the uh, podcast. And it was yeah. really interesting because it didn't take any take on um, plant-based or paleo or anything. It was yeah, just yeah. a good conversation. Yeah. I mean, the other but piece- I, oh, but if ahead. anyone goes to that, she is a very heavy plant-based cardiologist. So sure. if you listen, just – know that that's the side that she's coming from, but it was a really great conversation about calories in. Right. Well, I mean, and I think the, the corollary to that too is uh, not everybody burns every type of calorie the same. And mm-hmm. science is finally catching up to that. Uh, you know, some people can burn uh, calories from fat a lot more efi- efficiently than they burn calories from a carbohydrate. Some people burn carbohydrates more efficiently than they burn calories from fat. Some a, pro, a piece of processed sugar, right? It, it's poof, right? Like it's that's a these non-complex carbohydrates, right? These simple carbohydrates, they're they're much more like burning paper than burning a log, mm-hmm. right? So you you have all these pieces, and so anybody who says like a calorie is a calorie is a calorie, which is what I thought at one point, and I can tell you it's not for me. For some people, it is. For me, it's not. And I, and I watched it happen, you know, when I treated it that way and mm-hmm. gained weight tracking and eating 1,800 calories a day. And I was gaining weight. Well, that was yeah. what I was eating, right? It wasn't ideal. Calorie wasn't a calorie for me. Um, so I, in the end, I've gone back and forth and back and forth and I don't know what to do other than eat less. Like for me, I got to, first thing I've got to do is concentrate on volume and that's where I'm going to start. Don't you, would, don't you think, would you think that doing like the perimeter of the grocery store is more important than the volume to start? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, not for me. And the reason being that, Dave, right now I'm struggling eating those things from the perimeter, right? Right, right. And so if I ate those, I could eat them in greater volume. 
I think is kind of what your point is, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I, it, it's a lot. It's going to take a lot of broccoli to equal one zinger, right? <laughs> right, right. So that's so that's why I would I would say, would the priority or the mission be not to eat less zingers, but the more like just put whole food on your plate, whether it's you know a steak, a potato, and a big thing of vegetables. Yeah, and 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 get your what's the word satiation or fullness from that. Yeah. So I I agree to a point. The issue for me is eventually I won't eat well. And so if I've got my volume high, my volume is high no matter what I eat. Okay. But if I, but if I can cut my volume, my problem is not satiation. My problem is like I eat that meal and then I go like right now I'm going, okay, well now what crap can I go eat? Right. At nine o'clock at night. Right. Like that's when I was doing well, I wasn't eating past six, six thirty. Like that was it. Like six, six thirty. I wasn't eating past that. And my volume was down and I was doing well. Right. Mm-hmm. I was watching what I ate, but I was watching what I ate because my volume was down. Like it like kind of all fit together for me eventually. Right. But the first thing I did, I think I got to do right now is just kind of re reset my mind that volume matters um because i will at some point fall off and so at least if i'm eating less when i fall off i got you hopefully there's less of an impact and the other piece of this for me i could tell you for a fact when i eat less i feel better like volume wise on no matter what kind of food it is Mm mm-hmm uh, because I did do that the other day. I ate those crucifer- cruciferous vegetables. Unfortunately, yes. I ate them in the volume <laughs> that I should not. And that that's a cramp you don't forget for a while. That is <laughs> that is some stomach pain when you yeah. when you have cruciferous uh, vegetable night and um, you know you've I went a little far. Let's just put it yeah. that way. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it all goes hand in hand, right? Sure. Eventually, you got to build up to that. But man, I got to find that ideal. I got to find that ideal uh, mix. Yeah. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. And boy, whatever I'm doing right now, it's not good. Well, there you go. Well, at least you know that. That's half the battle, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody could look at me and say like you don't you don't look all that good like yeah you're, you're not you're not <laughs> you your healthy look self marvelous <laughs> <laughs> you look like crap what you what you been doing <laughs> i thought you said you were running yeah i am it's on strava yeah i think you might have faked that where's the foot pod evidence right 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 you oh know? the foot pod evidence <laughs> are you oh. hanging the latrine for every lap yeah pretty much Oh gosh, yeah. So anyway, um, that's all I had, man. You got anything else? Uh, when's that? When's that plan start then? And right after it's like the twenty fourth or something, right? For your yeah, your two weeks. Plan? The uh, the twenty fifth, I believe it is. I had to look on my calendar, but it's all in Training Peaks. So I'm like, thank God. All I got to do is open Training Peaks every day. Click on launch app. And I don't have to think about anything. It's right there. 
Uh, it's a beginner program. It tells you suggested run intervals. And uh, it's a three-week build, one-week rest, three-week build. Right? So it's what I've done before. I'm going to keep doing the run interval. Whatever it says, I'm going to click on it and go out the door and do it. I don't want to think about it. I just need to do. Does it, like... Uh... So you're not gonna you're not worrying about paces, and I don't think their plan worries about paces, right? Nope, it's all intervals. Yeah, and I and they usually have like a beginner, intermediate, advanced yep, kind yep, of plans, yep. right? And so you my, just click on that beginner. It says and, right there. It my, the, my whole program is beginner. Beautiful. So whenever I took a survey before, I must have said beginner, and yeah. I, whatever it says, I'm gonna follow, and. Um, just through, I want to say attrition, but I don't think that's the right word. But I'm not worried about pace because if I click off every day, then the pace, by the time I get to Chicago, the pace will be there. Yeah. If I do everything right, the pace will be there. I'm not sweating. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sweet, man. Well, you got anything else for us this week before we wrap her up? No. Well, I had a, uh, my kid lost yesterday for the first time in two years. It was Ooh. a big day. So, uh, how do you handle it? It was terrible. It was. <laughs> oh, poor kid. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad it happened. I'm laughing. It's not laughing at you, Braden. No, no, he knows. I'm laughing we, we with had, you, brother. I'll say we had a good talk. It took about four hours for him to come back down to reality and have a talk with me. We're just a little local youth meet, no big deal. And, uh, it was probably his worst shot put event that he had, and uh, he was a mess. I posted a video. Uh, he was a mess. He was pissed. Uh, and at a certain point, you can't bring him back in. Like, he was just so far gone. And uh, there was tears, uh, some good conversation, and his coach showed up, surprised him. Never been to a track meet before. Huh? Surprised him at the track meet, and it made his whole day. Like people commented to me on how much he lit up when he saw his coach show up, and uh, and then he had a great meet afterwards. But when I say there is a a, a stunned silence in the crowd, because now he he gets a crowd to watch him throw, people could not believe what had happened and he it, the shot put circle was in like this little pit and he fouled scratched on the through on the throw and jumped out of this pit and walked away before any of the officials even realized that he was out of the circle like he was just that messed up and i'm laughing because you kind of need that right right yeah. the mighty has fallen and you kind of you know, he's he's moving from that confidence to cockiness teenager stage. And, like, I hated to see it at the time, but now we laugh about it. Uh, this morning we had a great talk about it. We laughed. Yesterday it took him about four hours for him to come talk to me about what had happened and, like, open up his feelings. And uh, I think he felt better about that. But it was it was a, it was an interesting day in the Dushkin household yeah. for sure yesterday. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I it it as a kid, I was a I was very as an adult, I'm temperamental. As a kid, I was extremely temperamental. So um, 
when things didn't go how I wanted them to, it was never pretty. So I can I can empathize with him. Yeah, it, you know, it I, was. Go ahead. A quarter inch, Pete. Mm. He was he was after the first row. He was down a quarter inch, and it set him off. He didn't know. He was so surprised. And the kid, he throws 13, 14, so this kid was a year older. And it, it wasn't a great throw. Brayden had a terrible throw. This kid had a great throw. So props to this kid. Had a three-foot PR, and uh, but he was only a quarter inch, and it threw Brayden in this tailspin that was unrecoverable. And it was just like, what am I watching? Braden was like, and I have a huge temper. It's like the Dushkin male trait. I have a huge temper. And it came out of him yesterday, too. <laughs> well, hopefully so. it, it it's good, right? Because it's never about what happens. It's about how you recover, right? It's how right, you, right. How and then he, back. he came back and uh, he had discus in the afternoon. And it was his best discus meet that he's ever had. So uh, I give his coach credit for that, for being able to reel him back in and like totally changing the mood. But, uh, you know, I, I've been on here twice talking about how amazing his tournaments was. I just, you know, even the mighty falls. Right. So, uh, well, Ray Patrick lost yesterday. <laughs> you know, I, the motto that, you know, I, I've tried to, to live and, you know, there's no, no need for that a lot of times at, at our age, but, you know, I've always said, you know, I think you should always be confident in your, that, you know, in your training and your abilities, you should always be humble and you should always be hungry. Yeah. Right. Those are, if you, if you go oh. into a competition, a race, uh, you know, if you go in doing those three things, usually you're going to have a decent outcome when one of those things falters and yep. it's, it's usually the confidence leaking to cocky. Um, yeah, you know, that, that any happens quick. <laughs> any given Sunday, and and that's what that was the lesson I wanted him to come out of there with is it's okay to be confident. Don't be arrogant about it because there's always someone there who can beat you on any given Sunday, right? And he he should have never lost yesterday, but he did. And here you go, buddy. You beat yourself. Yeah. Lesson learned. Well, I mean, I, I think I'll be interested much more to hear like how the next few meets go for him. I mean, that's going to be yeah. interesting. Well, we'll yeah. hopefully we'll we won't see that kid again till uh, May first. But I, I bet you that kid will remember May first <laughs> much more than he remembered April tenth. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's great. Well, I appreciate the the. Uh, the story, it's always good to know what's going on. I should look at social media more because I know you post. So Yeah, um, I post a lot. And I, you know what? I got to give Bray props too because he's been doing great with the dog. And he's yeah. been tag- you. I'm sure you can see me looking at my phone. And uh, he's been texting me updates about the dog up there. Farrakh has been uh, texting me updates about Philly. But I think he did a great job. And uh, he saved the podcast for me today. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we were we able to get it. this off. Yeah, make sure you thank them for uh, for the rest of us. Yeah, and, high and five. There you go. And don't forget, Pete. Just like Hulk Hogan said, you got to take your say your prayers and take your vitamins. Right. That's right. Early Hulk Hogan, not Hollywood Hulk Hogan. No, not early. the NWO Hulk Hogan. So that I actually just watched the uh, there's on Peacock Network. 
WWE evil. So about like uh, the bad guys in wrestling. And yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan was the first one. Right. Uh, that take you through the story of like how Hulk Hogan goes uh, to a heel, right? And dressly they call it a face if you're a good guy, a heel if you're a bad guy. Yeah. And it was a bit, I mean, I remember that was a huge deal. And nobody knew if he was going to do it, right? And it's it's he a did. pretty good story. So, um, yeah, yes, my my I, I like professional wrestling. I still do. Yeah, I you can't watch can it all, now. But back in the day, you guys can all make fun of me. I don't really care. I find no, it, they're still they're still hanging on your calories in, calorie out. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? So the yeah, but I I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. There you it's, go. It's like what a what a, a male soap opera. Yeah, you know it. It really. Well, now I got to tell you, now the female wrestlers are, I think, more entertaining. Like they finally got gave them storylines, right? Like right. and and got them going because there's been a tremendous talent for many years on the, um, you know, female side of the of the wrestling business, but they didn't give them enough credit right to have a full kind of slate of stories and stuff but they do now and it's extremely entertaining so anyway i I won't that's a whole different podcast for me to talk about pro wrestling (laughs) all right let's wrap it up my brother episode 139 of the fat man chronicles fmc run chicago chapter 11 the music is you got me wrong by safar Follow Dave on the socials because, you know, he posts a lot. I do not. Other than that, (laughs) subscribe, rate, review, share the show with somebody that you want to make miserable. And other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. I was really